Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. And welcome to Being There, Done That on Joy 94.9. It's a great day in this part of the world, and we hope it is with you wherever you are and whenever you're listening to us, whether it's direct to air or on podcast. With me in the studio, I've got Phil, who's a bit croaky. Now that I hear myself, I'm a lot croaky. <laughs> and I'm Gordon, and I'm not croaky. Phil, you've got that croak for a little while, haven't you? Oh, this is another one. There's another I'm, one, isn't I'm it? collecting them this year. Oh, are you? Oh, how many have you had now? This is number three. <laughs> oh, well done. <laughs> and I thought we didn't have cane toads in Victoria. Victoria, not yet. Are you They're calling they're... me a toad? <laughs> <laughs> We're not here to be talking about muted things No, at all. we'll be talking about gay people things. and gay events and other activities that are happening in the general timeline. Oh yes, and there's something that a lot has been happening, hasn't there? <laughs> and uh, the main thing that we've had here in Australia has been November 11, Remembrance Day. Yes, I've heard some reports on news indicating that of course it was those celebrations or uh, remembrances were still rolling out in Europe and other parts of the world as the 24-hour cycle works through. Mm. And one of the the most important things that I that piqued my interest was Angela Merkel and Emmanuel Macron yeah. in Paris walking together hand in hand at the celebration when, in fact, a hundred years ago, those two peoples would not have been able to to do such a thing because they were at war with each other. Well, the Kaiser certainly wouldn't have done anything, would he? No, that's for sure. But they also had a cuddle too, as well. They had a kiss on each cheek with the French style of kissing of the cheeks yes as well with uh, Angela Merkel and um, Monsieur Macron yeah and yeah. it was uh, it, it was nice to see the biggest thing of the all is of course is love you know love will mm. conquer all mm-hmm. eventually Phil you were saying before that the the celebration is not of the war but of the, the end. end of the war yeah. which I want to specifically point out that we're not glorifying war we're just explaining how joyous we are the fact that we've, well, we have wars still, but the end of that war was going to be the end of all wars, wasn't it? It was the, the Great War and to end war. And yet somebody somebody pointed out it was called the, the, the war to end all wars because they felt that nobody could afford to go to war anymore after it. Well, That was one of the things that they thought, but it certainly changed in about 20 years' time, didn't it? Well, munitions became a, a world industry. Yes. The one resource that wasn't replaceable particularly easily was the people who lost their lives. The manpower. Exactly. Because we, we, had to, we had to import a lot of um, young English people to Australia to replace the young men that had been 
killed in the war here from Australia, and my father was one of those, and that's why he was in Australia. So it was uh, it was what they had to do to replace the manpower because there was 60,000 people, Australians, were killed or something mm. rather. And we only had a population of about a million and a half or something like that. So yeah. it was a huge amount of the population that was taken away. And I think it was good this year that the focus seemed to be actually on the, the European war in northern France. Well, that was the main that was the main battlefield really, wasn't it? The, the amount of people that were killed on the Somme and in uh, Villers Bretonneux and, and all around there and Amiens and all, all those places they were mm. it was just just thousands of people just died and there are so, so many people there in graves that are unknown they don't know who they are which is sad but those same names come up in the second world war don't they the same locations yeah. which just shows you how little <laughs> was gained well they didn't learn anything did they you know, yeah. But it was a different style. One thing, you had the Kaiser who was a bit upset about what England did to him when he went to visit Queen Victoria, who was his auntie or his grandmother. And what Hitler came up with in the end, totally different um, concept. Mm. But it was just meant the same thing. Two things out of that. It was heartwarming to notice that some of the towns in northern France that were the sites of where the Australians were still respect and honour the Australians oh. of Remembrance Day. Yeah, Villas Bretonnier in it, it, is the is the main one they have big sign up that says remember australia yeah all the time you know and they and mr abbott had a huge big new australian war memorial built there too with eleven thousand names Mm. um, carved in the in the marble Mm. and it's significant to point out we're talking 100 years years ago ago. (laughs) yeah that's right yeah which is very hard to to put in perspective there were some very interesting things on the television too where they showed a, a, a woman i think he was 91 or 92 she was in a wheelchair and her father had been to the Great War and um, she was very adamant that war was a waste of manpower and money and time and everything. She thought it was absolutely no no reason to go to war for anything, you know, mm. which is true, you know, war. Well, that was summed up in the 60s in all those protest songs. Yeah. It's like war. <laughs> what is it good for? What is it good absolutely for? Nothing. nothing. We've had quite a few experiences of wars where we've lost a lot of our people in the defence of other peoples. I can never see the value in that. I can't no. see why we get dragged into these wars all the time. You know? Well, we, we help our buddies because we hope that they will help us. us yeah, yeah. But, uh, see, but you need to think about that right now because if we really needed America right now, I don't think we'd you think get they'd it. be there for us? No, I don't think so. Not, not with the... Not with the president they have now. Mm, wouldn't put my money on it. I wouldn't put my money on it either. He might end up being trumped. Oh, 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 oh. (laughs) This is a a celebration, a remembrance of the diggers lost at wars where it's not actually Gallipoli. Anzac Day is And our contributions are much wider than the things that are remembered on Anzac Day. So I think that the knowledge of our roles is actually broadening. We're having a, a sense of reality hmm. and perspective. There was a family on the television too. With the, One of their relatives, or whoever it was, must have been grandmother or something or other, or she was a nurse at Gallipoli, and uh, she had written about letters home, and there was about 80,000 words or Whoa. something or other, a lot of words. And um, she, they had given the documents to the war memorial people or somebody they they had printed them but they had been redacted and they'd been changed and they'd taken stuff out of the uh, things but the family have found the original documents again and they have transposed a lot and it's going to be um, reprinted it's going to be published so that's the benefit of time passing Mm. so you can 
publish accurate and truthful statements now without necessarily hurting people that were affected. Yeah, well, what they were saying, what I think was one of the relatives was saying that the, the nurse had said how the Australian soldiers realised that they shouldn't be there and they didn't want to fight, and they sounded, make, made them sound like cowards, so they cut mm. that out. They wouldn't print that. No. But she, she was being honest in the, what the, her observations were of the, working on the front line. Mm. So it's interesting. And, and some of the people involved... Uh, in the military, like Monash, probably still have their their real story reproduced. Yeah, somewhere along the line, yeah. It was a dreadful war, must have been a dreadful thing. When you see the film clips, the actual film clips that came from it, with the fighting in the trenches and the rain and the mess and, and the, the mud, mud and the horror of and it the all. Gas, and the, the gas, the mustard gas. Yes, yeah, it just... It's uh, it's not wasn't nice, it certainly wasn't nice then, and it's not nice now. And then we see on TV how the current president couldn't land because of rain they, in oh, his you know high-tech helicopter he, he wouldn't go to one of the cemeteries to the americans only cemetery mm. because he said they couldn't land the helicopter in the rain oh my god you, you can't mask disrespect you can't at all it's very hard to do that and that man is so full of disrespect it's not funny you can find more joy cards and show blogs go to joy.org.au you're with Gordon, Phil and Chris. Been there, done that. Joy 94.9. Yes. Thanks very much for being with us. And that was a very interesting little thing that came on there about the 15th of November. Yes, well, we will be doing things, uh, talking about that in an, the, 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 the little chat that we're about to embark upon. Yes. But later on in the, the program, we'll have some international news about things happening to the GLBTIQ communities around the world. And from the anniversaries book, we've got some people to honour, to recognise. Yes. Having birthdays or they've died right about this time on the calendar in previous years. But the uh, 15th of November, who would have thought it would take that bloody long to get to a vote for equal marriage or a, or well, a result of for equal marriage, you know? It, it, it was the political process. Oh, yeah. And those in charge of the political process were saying, well, we're not going to give it to you any rate and we'll put as many hurdles as we can in, in, in your way so that you can never get to what thought, you're looking for. Yeah, I think, uh, Chris, that they may have thought we would have fallen at the first hurdle, but it only made us jump higher, I think. The whole bloody postal thing needn't have happened. We had to get the, past all those very hard-line conservatives, well, didn't we? the actual process was fairly simple. A reply-paid envelope was mailed out by the uh, Australian Bureau of Statistics to every person on the federal electoral roll, and the survey form asked the respondents, should the law be changed to allow same-sex couples to marry? The survey offered two one-word responses, yes or no. That couldn't have been any simpler, could it? It couldn't have been any simpler, and it was rather impressive, as you were saying, the arguments before people voted. On another topic related to this, there was a message that went around asking gay people not to put glitter in the envelope yes. because it would be an invalid Yeah, vote. that's right. Yeah, yeah. But all those sort of things, you, cannot, you, you do exactly as you're asked. It didn't affect me very much because I'm an older bloke, but I, I thought the, the young people were being very, very uh, got into basically, you know, the, the well, things that were being said was would have been very, very disheartening to young people coming out as gay. Imagine, well, we know how it feels. Yes. But we grew up knowing we couldn't get married. Yeah. 
and they're growing up knowing that a big chunk of the population doesn't want them to have equality. Yes. That's worse. That's right. That's what it is. It, 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 it preyed on their um, psyches and all the rest of it, you know, because yeah. they, they, you know, what, what, do I, what am I supposed to do? You know, I can't help the way I am. But what bugs me is that most of the objection is on religious grounds. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they're, they're saying, well, 2,000 years ago, this guy wrote a book. And we get all our knowledge and wisdom and direction from that book. Yeah, but they're, they're not allowed to think for ourselves. Yeah, but you, you choose which which paragraph or which sentence. Oh, you, you paraphrase want. the whole thing yeah, to that's death. That's right. Yeah, you, you know. <laughs> my opinion is this religion has just as much validity in my bedroom as me having sex in a church is valid to the religion. What disturbs me is this show we've got on network TV at the moment about. The people objecting to marriages and still hearing words or sayings like, you know, oh. God invented oh. Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Oh, yeah. Pride but, and prejudice. Yeah, well, I didn't want to name it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, I think it was important to know that they've they've actually recognised the fact that it's an unequal argument by using the word prejudiced, yeah. prejudging. So the fact that we've got the law now doesn't mean the fight's over. Oh, God, no, we still Because those that. people are still there. We've still got that religious thing mm. to come yet, Mr. Ruddock's little um, time bomb that Mr. Yeah. Howard, Mr. Turnbull left for the rest of yeah. them. We won't see that till after the federal election. Oh, yeah. It's a time bomb. But look, look at what happened with the, the yeah. church schools in New South Wales. Yeah. Unbelievable. As a result of the postal survey, 61.6% of the vote responded yes and 38.4% responded no. So it was a pretty clear-cut victory, wasn't it? Yeah, 0.3% of the, the total voting were unclear or invalid. And the total turnout of this non-compulsory mm. one was 79.5%. <laughs> the Did you say there was a batch in there that weren't binary? But the, yeah, the, what is that? The funny part about it was that the, the, the highest, one of the highest votes for uh, yes votes came in in the seat of Warringah, where Mr Abbott is the member. Yeah, that was the highest yes, one of the highest yes votes in the whole of the country in his seat. I wonder so, how what the voting was in Mr. Turnbull's. Well, very, very high. It was the highest. It was well. the very highest because his. Oh, so it was a crossed over. Yeah, was well, it? no, it was it, well, the federal seat crossed over. Yeah, no, they, no, they're both separate. They're they're separated by the heads. Oh, and right. the, one's on the north of the heads, one's on the south of the heads. But but Mr. Turnbull has the highest number of gay people living in his electorate than mm. anywhere in Australia and his was the highest vote in Australia yeah. and um, uh, Abbott's was almost the second highest you know mm. now we've got to remember in the history of this that several hours after the results of the survey were released Senator Dean Smith introduced the marriage amendment definition and religious freedoms bill 2017 into the Senate and he proposed the bill be amended and the definition of marriage be changed to recognise a union of two people. Well, it used to be that, but see, well, but John Howard changed it. Oh. In about six minutes, he changed it. When nobody was looking. Well, hardly anybody was looking. He just put in a bill to say that marriage, the marriage act would be between a man and a woman. Yeah, because he had a church whispering in his ear. Yeah, well, I don't know whether he... Pulling it? the strings. Well, he, but this at any rate, so this bill went up and we in our community were watching it very, very closely and fingers were really crossed. I think we were here in the station were watching it on TV. It was quest parliamentary broadcast mm. on ABC twenty four. The bill passed the Senate by forty three votes to twelve 
on the 29th of November. Yeah, we could, you, could, you could almost name on one hand the yeah. people that voted against it, that's for sure. But, but the, as the result of the survey, knowing what public sentiment is, you're still going to put your hand up and say, I, I can't evolve. I, I cannot go along yeah, well, with the, the mass. When the vote went to the lower house, of course, I think Tony Abbott didn't vote. He just walked out of the place. Oh, there's a few people There's a few like people that, that didn't yeah. walk, They walked out. They, yeah, wouldn't, they, they, didn't they abstained be... from voting yes. because they didn't want to have their name to it. Now, aren't you supposed to represent your electorate in something like this? Or even your sister. Where you've got, yeah, well, you've got this huge vote, yes. Aren't you supposed to rec- do what the uh, electorate wants you to do? They're, that's who elect you. That's but why if you, they'd that's done that, there. we would have had mad marriage equality without the postal survey. Yeah, we would have too. Yeah, yeah. It's great, and there, there's thousands of people have already been married. Mm. And I see that Justice Michael Kirby's getting married next year to his partner of 39 he years is. or 49 years that's or something. That's right. right. No, of 50 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, that'll be solemnized. Yes. Yeah. I the, give him 12 months. On the <laughs> 11th of February. Next year, 2019. Good luck to them. And that'll be the 50th anniversary on the day they met. That's Judge Michael Kirby and Johan van Vlotten. So, wow. And I just I just feel sorry Good for the, the, the um, two people that were ostracized because they kissed on television on the ABC, one of the shows that was, and one of the guys wanted to live long enough to see the marriage act um, equalized, but he missed it by about a month or so and he passed uh, away. That was the documentary in the yeah, 60s or 70s. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, And they were, they, I, I felt so sad for them because he just didn't, didn't live that long to be able to do it. Yeah. We've got it now, but we've still got to keep fighting for it because when they, after the next general election, it's going to be fun. And I, I need to point out the obvious. The sky has not fallen. Of course it doesn't. The yeah. sun rose the next day. A lot of hail fell the other day, though. Oh, well, God's unhappy with us. God's unhappy with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, take some ice. Yeah. yeah. You're on Joy, been there, done that. When we come back, we'll be talking about international news, and then we'll have some birthdays. And Love radio? Joy is now on iHeartRadio. Turn us on anywhere. And you're with Chris Gordon and Phil Bean. They've done that join 94.9. That's oh, us. You've got an itchy nose, Mr. Gordon. Doesn't that mean itchy nose getting money or something? I'm not sure what it means. It's palm. Itchy, itchy palm. nose means you're going to sneeze. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you might sneeze money. You might sneeze money. You never know. Yeah, yeah. Now, interesting facts like that can be heard again and again and again by a podcast. Oh, yes, of course they could. And almost all... Is it all? Maybe Joy programs a podcast these days? Well, most of them are, yes. It's and a wide collection. But and they also yes, have special there. podcast shows, don't they? Just just podcast shows. Yeah. There are. So we're keeping up with the times, although podcasts have been around for mm. so over you, 20 how, years. How, how do people listen? You can go to the Joy website, look up the program grid, and go straight to Been There, Done That to get the best podcasts made by us. Or if you've got a smart TV... You can look up, go to your podcast section and this is alphabetically. Joy is there. You can go search on your smart TV. You can go to iTunes. They Do they sell podcasts or are they free? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Apple don't give much I, away. And iHeartRadio, they have our podcasts. Yes, so we're all over the place. Oh, right. Try okay. and get away from us. So I've never listened. Take us with you whenever you go. Oh, good. Okay. That'll be fun. You wouldn't want us three dragging along anywhere, would well, you? Well, we wouldn't want to go. 
and we'd just sit here nice and comfortable. <laughs> we'd give a running commentary. Yes. Yeah. What happened here? Oh, we don't know, but we'll find out. Well, we'll what has happened around the world around about this time? So what have pr- we got? Well, first. why don't we talk about the Dexter star, Michael C. Hall? Oh, the gorgeous Michael C. Hall. Oh. Now, oh. Oh, thank you very much. He's Please. been around on the TV screens for a little while. Yes, he, he he played the very gay son of the Undertakers in Six Feet Under. And that was an interesting role for him to play because he had a Afro-American boyfriend. boyfriend. But he was also, he, he was, when he says that he played that part as a straight man, but because he had to play a gay man at being straight, he had to play it gay, he wanted to do it justice, so he did it as best as he could, the best of it to his ability to be a gay man in that, in that series. But he's just been appear, appearing on the Broadway stage in Cabaret yeah. as the common and the uh, MC. MC, and he's just decided now that he's not totally 100% heterosexual. No, well, he's obviously comfortable in saying uh, regarding his own sexuality. I think there's a spectrum. I'm on it. I'm heterosexual. But if there was a percentage, I would have to say I was not all the way heterosexual. Oh, um, uh, well, I mean, that is leaving the door open, is it not? Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I reckon I'd be probably 99, 99% homosexual myself I don't have to worry about the any yeah. degrees but the characters he's played the the six foot under I didn't see many episodes of that mm. but it wasn't a stereotypical character whereas I would imagine the MC and cabaret coming from a different time well, would have been no well, very I, different. I would imagine that the MC of cabaret it's was in fact Totally gay. Uh, he's totally gay. Joel, Joel way Gray. out, over the top gay. Yeah. yeah, Joel Gray played the original part. Mm. And he, he came out as gay. And it, it is a very gay part because the MC has all these wild and, things to do. And I think the role that he was given in Six Foot Under was actually probably very wise move by whoever selected him to act in that role because the selector might have said, my gaydar has gone off and is saying... There is a under, undercurrent of gayness in this character, in this actor. Well, the, the, the whole family were a bit strange. They were. They had a the, different. There was a there was the, the sister who was sort of she was she didn't know whether she was a gay or lesbian, and she was but she was mm-hmm. had boyfriends, and then uh, dad was the undertaker, or and and uh, he he got killed. I have a vague yeah. feeling, and then um, the older brother took over running the place with the help of the younger gay brother. And the mother, she sort of was always in the kitchen. <laughs> and, and who was the Australian actress in that? Kate Blanchett. No. Was it? Rachel Griffith. Rachel Griffith, the bigger button, yes. That's, that's right. So yeah. if you get to see uh, that particular series, you will see uh, Rachel Griffith in there. Yes. Six foot under. Very good. But yes, I think that could have been an awakening for Michael C. Hall to, th- to think apart from just being heterosexual, people have an opportunity to uh, be something slightly different. Now, you wouldn't want to be in Poland, would you? Oh, I I put polish on my shoes this morning. (laughs) Are we going to hear a boom boom? No, no, it was a real... (laughs) Clunk. Uh, yeah, but uh, uh, well, you know, because you you can polish in the middle of the room, but you've also got to go polish it around the corner. Yeah, well, see, that was a parrot yeah, joke. Parrot joke, yeah. Andre Andre Duda would support a ban on homosexual propaganda. 
He's the president, the Polish president at the moment. Oh, golly gosh. I mean, Poland isn't a bastion for LGBTQ equality with Rainbow Europe ranking the country 38 out of 49 on its equality Mm. index. Yep. And, I think it uh, might slip a bit more after this. I reckon so. <laughs> you know, once again, he's he's freaked out that there might be some educational teaching people how to be gay in schools. Yeah, well, it says, it says that over 200 schools in Poland had to cancel a pro-LGBTI event a few weeks ago. So it's, you know, it's it's got the the schools had to cancel because they didn't like them apparently they don't like safe schools like some of the people here in australia don't like safe schools but what's the problem in letting kids know it's okay to be different Mm. and it's not okay to hate yeah surely there's no argument against that yeah well you wouldn't have thought so well, they found one. They found one, of course, yeah. Poland was only following what Russia did in 2013 when Vladimir Putin uh, signed a, uh, into effect a gay propaganda rule which banned the promotion of non-traditional sexual orientations to minors. Oh, yeah. Well, well you know, it's the ostrich effect, isn't it? Oh, well, We don't want to tell them the truth. Definitely yeah. I, I think, well, you can ask America what they think of the Polish... Because they, they tell the, Polish jokes, the, don't the they? Polish were the first navy to come out with flywire screens on their submarines. <laughs> so it's a bastion of technology. <laughs> Not flywire. Well, see, every, in, in those days, everybody told Irish jokes, but they yeah. told them as Polish jokes in America, <laughs> because the the Irish are such a big community in America that they couldn't afford to offend the Irish. Oh, right. So, so okay. that's why they they were if any Irish joke that was told, mm. which were quite horrible jokes about the people um, they would tell them in America as Polish jokes Mm. Mm. now last week we reported about Tanzania and the the weird and horrible ways things are going there but apparently um, someone has dobbed in uh, 10 guys for being gay purely on the basis of a, a phone call, they'd been arrested for being. They were a gay wedding. Same-sex marriage yeah. ceremony was taking place. Mm. Golly gosh, homophobia is really bad in that particular country. But uh, they, they would be um, like Dar es Salaam is the capital of the city. I would have thought that was be, be a totally Muslim country too, mm. which are, they don't like people that are gay, and yet there are gay yeah. Muslims. You know. But the police commi- uh, commander said uh, he's found no evidence of unlawful acts. Of course, uh, I don't know whether that meant that they've all had been been inspected, been medically inspected. <laughs> yes, sorry about that. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I have information about the presence of many homosexuals in our province, and these boast homosexuality on social networks give me their names my ad hoc team will begin to get their hands on them next monday so they've started raiding homes of reported gay people this is the mccarthy era yeah all over again oh yeah he's a communist yeah but he's it's gay. Like we'll go but back. She's a witch. Like you could, you could report anybody that you had a grudge against and tell mm. them that they were gay, either gay or lesbian or whatever. And I um, keep forgetting what year is this? Oh yeah, well, eighteen something. I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not and, sure. Uh, well, apparently, since the governor last week called on the public to report anybody they suspected of being gay, uh, apparently more than five thousand people have been reported to the police. Exactly what I was saying. Mm. How many police have they got? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll learn a lesson, or we'd better not pick on them. 
It just dear it, dear. It, you you just wonder where it, it, these how these people survive, you know. And a lot of these countries are, are so poor that they can't do anything. You know, they rely on handouts from everywhere else. But, but human rights are free. Well, this is right. Yeah. <laughs> like, just I just cannot put into words the. But, I guess it's not of these places where they have dictators, of course, which is the problem. But yeah. They, yeah, because they just... Well, you'd think if the boss was a dick, he'd be more in favour of gays. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Philip, I think that's about right, yeah. You're on Joy. Been there, done that? Gordon, Phil and Chris. Bringing a little joy to your life. Joy 94.9. You're with Chris, Phil and Gordon. Been there, done that? Joy 94.9. Oh, lovely station. Oh, well said, yes. yes. There we go. We're um, bringing joy to the world. Joy to the world. Something like that. Mm. Joy to the fishes in the deep blue sea. Joy, joy to, to you, you and, and me. me. Yes. Thank you, Phil. Written, spoken and authorised by somebody I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so often the stories about coming out uh, and living gay lives uh, are greatly affected by the location of the story the the circumstances that wrap around and an australian actor and playwright who talked about his gay life and it was coming out at school and at a footy match of all things and we're talking about tim conigrove who was born on the 19th of the 11th 1959 but died on the 18th of the 11th 1994 is that prophetic or what? You know, when you well, some people actually die on their birthdays, which is quite amazing. Yeah, mm. yeah. But he wrote this story, which was turned into a wonderful play and a film, and it was called "Holding the Man." Mm. And it's an an expression within Aussie rules. Well, that it's a law, a rule. Yeah. Whereas, that's right. If you're holding the man, you get a free kick against you. Well, it's well, illegal. see, if you hold the wrong man, you'll get a kick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, holding the man is not permitted mm. on the footy field. That's why. You have a cuddle in the change room first. <laughs> or afterwards. <laughs> or afterwards, yeah. or when you're sweaty. Yeah. But he's, he, his boyfriend in the thing was the school captain of the football team. Mm. Captain of the school football team, yeah. And S- it was a very a wonderful book, a wonderful book. And it's still in public. You can still buy it. It's still in yeah. being published. And it's uh, one of the best... Um, Gay books you've probably read in a long time. It's, it's a, a play that is repro- replayed quite often, mm-hmm. and the film pops up now and again on TV again. Mm-hmm. It's a nice story, because in the last few years we've had quite a few TV movies, um, like Barracuda, where that was unrequited love. That's right. Which would be, well, I know from my own experience that it's a very common thing, but it's almost... You don't want to see that in film. You want something more uplifting, and something like this, where you know the two boys were free to express their love, yeah, is just a really nice thing. But all through it was the um, the rising of the HIV epidemic, of course, which and is what they both succumbed to. Yeah, yeah, which was the the bitter taste at the end mm. of the story. Mm. I, I um, mentioned this before, but I did meet Tim Conagrave. He mm. came to the Positive Living Centre in St Kilda, where I was working. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, nice man, but he was very sick at the time. Mm. It was just wasn't long long after that that he passed away. But it's um, it's an interesting um, story, and but it's a, a good good metaphor. The family did not recognise the um, didn't like the, the relationship. relationship very much at no. all. No, no, the 
John's family that is Tim's uh, family was sort of sort of didn't worry too much about it but the other uh, John's parents were quite quite against it but that's what happens in life isn't it you know you get um, yeah, we can only hope that as time goes on that will improve oh yeah because people I hope can evolve getting, getting but this story and the inclusion of the the AIDS crisis in it um, hopefully will be a good reminder for future generations to be vigilant yeah. and careful That's and right. you know you you can't live a life carefree <laughs> no the world has got to be careful in lots of places yeah but it, it's it it um gets back to the idea if there had been um, equal marriage in those days they probably would have been very very happy with one another yeah mm. but anyhow but there's who else is um we celebrating too now chris we could mention Jodie Foster. Oh yes, what a great, what a great actor, a, a film star, a film star, yeah, a film making star. those big films. Yeah. Now, I, I don't recognise her as an, a TV or a movie personality. Where would have I maybe seen her? Taxi, wasn't it Taxi? No, taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. Taxi in, yeah, in her she, youth, yeah, but she did, was a very, very young um, woman, very young teenager in that that mm. thing. She was precocious, precocious, and she was a the taxi driver was sort of um, taken by her or something or other. I, mm. I never actually saw it. I did read about it, but that mm-hmm. was it. But then she was also the the criminal um, person in the Silence of the Lambs. Now I never saw that when I well, she was that the reviews put me off. I I could be scared of that, so I didn't go and see it. It was nothing scary in it. It was just a very good story. It was quite incredible. Well, he was a little bit creepy. Oh, he was. He was creepy, but he didn't see anything. You didn't see anything nasty. Also, in a movie called Contact, where they made contact with an alien race who had recorded um, the initial television broadcasts, oh, right. which just happened to be the 1936 Berlin Olympics. Ah. So they re-recorded or re-broadcast these things back to Earth. And through all her you know, yeah. cleverness and her team's scientific exploits, they decoded the image and there were these TV images of Nazis <laughs> coming <laughs> in from outer space. <laughs> and of course, the American government was not impressed by this, but there was... the basic tale of the story is the transmission also had blueprints for a machine that could travel through space and that i won't spoil any more of the film but no, it's a, a really wonderful film but now, in all these films was jody playing a straight person or a gay person she was straight in contact. She was straight in. I would have said she was straight in um, Silence of the Lambs too. Right. The reason she was straight in contact is that her, her well, her partner, mm. or yeah, we'll leave it at partner, was Matthew McConaughey. Oh, so right. to turn anybody but I, anyway. I, I read an interesting article over the weekend about the uh, a woman who was didn't know what she wanted to do in life when she was a young woman, and uh, she saw Silence of the Lambs and she saw the Jodie Foster character. Uh, being the criminal psychologist or whatever it is that she is, and um, so she decided that's what she wanted to be, and now she's one of the top people in Australia of being a criminal psychologist. They call her the murderer whisperer or something or other because all the people of the in jails know who she is and they can ring her and talk to her. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Was Jodie Foster in Nell? I don't was know. Is that I, illiterate? I, 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 which I, I, I'm not I, sure if she was Nell, but nobody would have watched that and aspired to be. 
illiterate. Oh, right. Okay. No, I, I've, I've, I, the only, I think the only film I've seen with Jodie Foster has been Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Good movie. Good movie. Anthony Hopkins playing the lead. Oh, yes. by the beans. Yes. With a little canty. <laughs> not spooky at all. Not spooky at all. No, not at all. Not at all. And someone who's not on the TV or on movies having a birthday or around about this time. Late in, well, it all depends which calendar you, you go by, the Russian or the Gregorian. Um, 25th of October or the 6th of November, 1893, died Peter Ilyich Tchaikovsky. Say that three times quickly. Yes, I can't say it quickly. <laughs> can't not, say it not, once. And not with yes. your mouth full of spaghetti. <laughs> um, what did compo- he do? Well, he was a musical composer. And if you've ever seen ballets, a lot of his music was written specifically for ballets where they had those short girls that need to be taller. Was he mentioned in the Monty Python song about the decomposing composers? <laughs> <laughs> and they went through quite a list. Yeah, but he Possibly would have been one of them. So. He would have been one of them. But once again, he's one of these people who was so talented that it almost burst his brain. He could do all these wonderful classical compositions, which were the the style of the day, and orchestrate them with 20, 30, 40, 50 uh, various instruments having their own melody lines and putting it all together in his brain and making it and writing it down. Why didn't he use his computer? (laughs) Precisely. (laughs) Really? Because Because people are so backwards. Because he didn't have a mouse. That's probably true. And the mouse that he had was probably eating cheese in the basement. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but he, he had a very unhappy life, actually, because he was actually gay, but he didn't want to be, and he, he got married and did all sorts of weird and wonderful things. And um, <laughs> That's he, he, a nice way to describe <laughs> marriage. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, but he, 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 he was very upset about that, and um, he had a very miserable life as a, as a, because of that, because he couldn't, um, he couldn't get himself to be... Um, Straight or gay, he didn't well, know what he was. Well, you can't be yourself. You, there's yeah, a torment there. That's right. Yeah. Did he write Peter and the Wolf? He was did. that his music? He did the uh, Swan Lake. Swan Lake. The music to that. Um, so he had some hits. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Pretty well for himself. Most of his ballets oh. was uh, uh, Sleeping Beauty, wasn't it? Was one of these? I, I can't remember. Yes. Yeah, but he, he's written. He wrote a lot of ballet music, and he lot of wrote a lot of. He actually wrote an opera as well, he, and all sort of symphonies and that sort of stuff. And they well. didn't think he was gay. Well, I don't know. Well, he he tried to subscri- uh, succumb to public expectations, expectations, public expectations, yes. and uh, he he met the Belgian soprano Desiree Artaud, and they became infatuated with each other. But on the the eve of the marriage, uh, he he shot through. Yes, yeah, he lo- he had the cold feet. I know that feeling. <laughs> Not that I've been engaged, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, he did wed her, but the, the wedding was a disaster. They mis, mismatched psychologically and sexually. Uh, they only lived together for two and a half months before Tchaikovsky left. Oh, he overwrought emotionally and suffering from acute blighter's, blighter's rock. No, writer's block. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they just invented a new disease there, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been called a blighter once or twice in my life. <laughs> So that's uh, poor. I mean, he died at the age of 50, 53, Did, I think I, it was. I have a vague feeling he committed suicide somewhere well, along the line. I think I've read. Yeah. 
So sad life. He had a sad, sad life, but he wrote beautiful music. So I guess he's got to be commended for that, doesn't he? He certainly does. Look at indeed. the time. Look at the time. Thank you very much for reminding us that the clock is determined that this show now comes to an end. Nothing stops time, does it? So we'll catch up with you next week. Thank you for being with us. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Joy 94.9. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.